Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. And greetings. Happy Monday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show here, live and on demand on Blaze TV radio and podcast. My name is Steve Dace alongside Todd Erzin, Aaron McIntyre, and all of you. Quick little programming note. We are just about done with the special autographed editions of Rise of the Fourth Reich, the bestseller that uh, Daniel Horowitz and I co-authored earlier this year. We are down to exactly 43 copies. And then once those are sold, we're going to go ahead and donate our author proceedings, which should be around 20 grand. We're going to donate that to the legal defense of two great uh, veterans, military heroes who have stood up against COVID stand within the military and, and therefore on behalf of us. We just need to sell out these last 43 books. So if you thought we were done because we haven't mentioned it for a couple of weeks, nope, we got 43 left autographed um, and we won't have any more of these. This is a one-time thing that Daniel and I agreed to do just as a favor uh, to these two heroes that deserve us to now have their backs after they stood in the gap for us. Uh, Fourth Reich book, R-E-I-C-H, R-E-I-C-H is where you can go if you want to help us sell those out even today. FourthReichBook.com. Again, that's FourthReichBook.com. One more time, FourthReichBook.com. All right, coming up on today's program, Bob Vanderplatz will join us at the bottom of the hour. We had uh, really the only two candidates that matter. Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis were both here in Iowa over the weekend, both attending the same event. I mean, this is the biggest event in Iowa every single year. It's the most attended event in Iowa every single year, the Iowa-Iowa State football game. And it's not even just the people in the stands. It's the it's tens of thousands that go to the game without tickets just to be there tailgate. TV was saying equal number or maybe even 20 grand more people just tailgating than what fit in the stadium. Yeah. And especially when the weather's as nice as it was this weekend. So um, this would be the biggest gap. This will be. It's the biggest gathering of Iowans every single year for any particular event or function. The Iowa, Iowa State football game and both Trump and DeSantis were there. And uh, we'll talk about what may or may not have happened uh, with each of them uh, at the bottom of this hour next hour i want us to and 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 we're gonna we're gonna continue this in the overtime because i want to i just i just can't i i should it would help me professionally and people who are trying to market me professionally if i did but i can't you just need to know we were just talking about this right before we went on the air. It, it, everybody's lives, me, everybody that's both on and associated with the show would be better if I could just look the other way while people are being misled. I just can't. And I'm not sure what I disdain more, people trying to mislead me or you. And the answer is yes, I can't stand it. So in the overtime today, for those of you that are apparently the dwindling people still serious about this process, we're going to walk through the last two presidential election cycles and the turnout. Because see, that's what matters. It doesn't necessarily matter what percentage of the vote you got as much as it does how much of that vote there was. For example... Donald Trump, there's this, uh, first of all, Donald Trump's been a lot better for evangelicals than Mitt Romney was, fair? Or was probably planning to be? Yes. Okay. 
But there's this thing idea, there's this idea that Donald Trump got this massive, huge percentage of white evangelicals that Mitt Romney never did. Not true. He got a couple points more. Here's the difference. The percentage of the electorate those voters were was more. See, it's not the size of the slice of the pie. It is the size of the pie that matters. That's what matters. So I want to walk you through the last two presidential elections and who turned out and who did not. And what that means moving forward into 2024. And then listen, if if you want to continue to be misled, you want to continue to get gaslit and make people rich that are doing that for you. That's on you. I did my job. And, you know, I, I told you what the truth was. And then you decide on your own what you want to do with that. And I'll be satisfied one way or the other, knowing that I did what I'm called to do. So we will go over that today for Blaze TV subscribers at blazetv.com slash dace. Remember, it's just 10 bucks a month to be a subscriber to Blaze TV so you don't get anything censored ever. blazetv.com slash dace. Now, for everybody next hour, do you remember the name Selena Zito? So Selena Zito, she rose to prominence uh, in 2016. How would I describe her? Kind of a generic right of center writer. Is that fair? When I say generic, I mean like a Washington Examiner, Wall Street Journal, New York Post kind of right of center. I don't mean like fake right, like Jennifer Rubin pretended to be for many years. Does that make sense? Sure. I mean, so she's probably not listening to a lot of shows like this one, for example, you know? She's just kind of a, not a hardcore right winger, a generic right of center writer. And in 2016, she rose to prominence because she was one of the few that predicted Donald Trump was going to win the presidency that year and not out of a grift or anything of that nature, but because she went to actually talk to the people that often the media ignores and and the media's polling therefore ignores. And she was willing to listen to what people in flyover country thought and thought, eh, I don't know. I don't know how many rural voters there are in places like Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, but we're going to find out because these people are lit, max lit, and the system has completely ignored them. Well, Selena is back. And about two weeks ago, she wrote a piece after traveling the same stretches of highway and flyover country that she did in 2016, where she warned the elites, hey, you are missing something that is happening here under your noses. Now, maybe you're missing it on purpose. And that was probably the answer. Like, there was probably nothing that flyover country could have done to get the elites to say, oh, man, make sure we don't miss that. You guys remember that uh, the only time maybe ever, first and probably only time I've ever been invited on the uh, the news hour on PBS the night after the 2016 election, you guys remember this? With uh, Judy Woodruff. And they wanted to know what went wrong. And I told them, I said, look at your newsroom. How many pro-lifers are in your newsroom? How many people who go to church more than once a month are in your newsroom. You guys have focused on every form of diversity except in your line of work, the diversity that, that matters the most. Ideological diversity. And so you only listen to yourselves. You missed it. I remember when Nick Kristoff agreed with you for like three days I and do. then moved on. Yeah. 
And they like, and, and here's the thing, and you know, this was under the old studio, it's kind of the office space was back there, and they wanted to pre-interview me, and I told them all this in the pre-interview, and they are like, wow, that's great, let's have you on tonight. And I, they had me back on, and then remember when they never had me back on again after that? Do you remember that? Good times. <laughs> yeah. So the self-awareness lasted for like one news cycle. So chances are they were never going to find it or listen to it, even if they were trying, because they were never going to try to. Well, in this case, Miss Zito is back. But this time she has a different warning. And frankly, it's for us. Now, the question is, do we want to listen to it? Do we want to hear it? And let's just say, based on what I'm seeing right now, I have my doubts. Because... If you are on conservative Twitter, it appears right now that the master plan to win a must-win election next year is to relitigate the the 2020 election, so talk about the past, and then go further into the past by pointing out Barack Obama is uh, a homosexual who prefers cracker homos that he does crack cocaine with. And then we turn right around and say, and oh, by the way, we're winning the black vote, y'all. You're laughing. That's what's going on. The same people people proffering we're going to win the black vote are also pushing the narrative that, that Barack Obama, the only black president we've ever had, the man who led to the highest turnout of black voters we've ever seen in modern times, we're gonna we're gonna retcon him. Now it, it might even be true. Wouldn't would it shock you if it was true? Wouldn't shock me at all. No. But but we're gonna retcon him as as a crack addict who's who, a guy who smokes crack and other things and with white dudes. All right, so we're going to go into the black community with, all right, guys, here's what we got for you. Ready? Totally different message you all have heard before. Ready? All right. Barack Obama. Barack Obama's a crack addict who likes riding dirty with toothless white homos. I can't wait to vote. Couple of times. Am I wrong? Is that is that not the simultaneous narrative that we are running with right now? These two things? Since it's 9-11, this is the equivalent of a bunch of dudes going to learn how to fly planes but not to take off and land and this being reported to intelligence and intelligence is like, probably nothing. I, I just, I, I don't even know what to say to this. Yeah. But this is what's happening. This is and, and like some of the biggest names in our entire industry are, are, are perpetuating this stuff right now. We're going to retcon Barack Obama as homosexual crack addict with a particular fondness for white homosexuals. And we're winning the black vote. I'm a tad skeptical of that strategy. Okay. So chances are we won't listen to what Selena Zito has to say to us. A bunch of people who couldn't wait to share her content in 2016 will now be like a 
Selena Zito wrecked him, barely knew him. Won't know what a Selena Zito is. For example, the article that we are about to talk about next hour. How many times have you, have you, have you seen it shared anywhere on the right? Zero. Well, once so from she's you. So she's Selena Zero now, basically. Seriously, I've yeah. seen it shared once, and that was from you. Yeah. What does that tell you? So, right now, the plan is relitigate the 2020 election and retcon Barack Obama as a closeted homo with a particular fondness for white meat. And that's when he's not smoking crack. And, and then we're going to win the black vote. I just... Thankfully, you know what? It's a good time to pull these out, actually. I got a lot of pumpkin stuff in the company mail. Whoever sent me the extra large dude wipes, the pumpkin ones, I need, like, I need one of these right now. He's going to huff it like he's doing cocaine. Oh, no. Even better. Hmm. Uh, no. Some of the noises that he's making are. Some of the noises Barack Obama made when he was a crack. Making me uncomfortable. Smoking homosexual with a particular fondness for white meat, which is the winning message for the black vote. Because <laughs> apparently, apparently putting Bruce Willis in a racist placard and having him walk through the streets of Harlem diehard three style was rejected. At, so I was gonna say, the conservative all, media confab. Does all, everything you just said fit on a yard sign? I don't know, man. I don't know. So, so maybe there aren't too many people left that still want to be told the truth, but by golly, we're going to find out. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to do. I, I don't know what else to do, how else to do this, and I wouldn't do it another way even if offered. I just, I just wouldn't. I can't abide this level of just disingenuousness so we're going to confront that next hour and also in the overtime but before we do here's aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away what happened while we were away brought to you by never forget of course today is the 22nd anniversary of the attack on america on september 11th of 2001 2977 people were murdered between the attacks in new york city the pentagon and flight 93 over pennsylvania Today we remember those who perished and pray for their families and remember the bravery shown by untold numbers of firefighters, police, and first responders. Moving on, over the weekend, the U.S. Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals upheld a lower court's ruling in the ongoing Missouri v. Biden lawsuit, alleging government officials and agencies colluded with big tech to censor Americans' free speech, most of which was centered on COVID. The Fifth Circuit ruled that the lower court's preliminary injunction against the government will stand. That injunction prevents the government from communicating with or pressuring big tech to censor Americans while this case is ongoing. New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham declared over the weekend that the Second Amendment is canceled in the city of Albuquerque and its surrounding county, effective immediately. Grisham says she's declaring a public health emergency after several recent fatal shootings of children, including an 11-year-old boy who was killed outside a minor league baseball stadium last week in Albuquerque. If there's an emergency, and I've declared an emergency for a temporary amount of time, I can invoke additional powers. No constitutional right, in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute. There are restrictions on free speech. There are restrictions on my freedoms. 
In response, a large group of protesters gathered with their guns in Old Town, Albuquerque. Police did not enforce the Democrat governor's edicts. This weekend, both Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump were in Iowa at the Iowa-Iowa State football game. DeSantis sat in the crowd with the people while Trump watched behind glass in a suite. According to NBC News, concerns within the Trump world are starting to mount about Trump's fledgling ground game in the first in the nation state. And even Mr. Trump's own family members are concerned. One source described a phone call with the former president's son, Donald Trump Jr. The source says that on the call, Trump Jr. was worried about that very lack of experience on the campaign's Iowa team and said multiple times that they need, quote, an adult in the room and that they were giving Florida Governor Ron DeSantis too many opportunities there. Now, in response, Trump Jr. told NBC News, as usual, this is 100 percent fake news in what is likely the last breath from the dying Ron DeSantis campaign. That is, of course, a direct quote. California Governor Gavin Newsom says Kamala Harris is the natural successor for Biden. Should Biden decide not to run? Why shouldn't we consider you a likely well, I think the vice president is naturally one lined up and the filing deadlines are quickly coming to pass. And I think we need to move past this notion that he's not going to run. He also told Meet the Press he regrets some of the ways he handled COVID. You found a way to allow the motion picture industry and, some, and, the, and the sort of the movie industry to get back to work. But you didn't allow people to grieve together at funerals or at churches. Here you prioritize this industry, but... You, you know, you were tougher on those that just wanted to go worship. Um, a, what do you say to that, Chris? I think there's a lot of humility, and we didn't know what we didn't know. But it's local, something you do differently. Well, I think no all, we would have done everything differently. Oklahoma Senator James Lankford says we need to have a grown-up conversation about the national debt, and the only way to have that conversation is to continue debt spending. We have $32 trillion in debt. We should have a grown-up, hard, difficult conversation about what are we doing on our spending, how do we get this under control. That's a reasonable thing to have happen. When we get to a government shutdown, though, it seems like we always seem to be talking about putting federal workers out where they're living literally paycheck to paycheck, like most Americans are. They're not getting paid for a season. Uh, and we've got all the chaos that happens around the country with closures and uh, excess, everything else like that. That doesn't really solve the problem. And finally, going to the doctor in Canada, here's the Babylon Bee. Oh, Jim. Hey. Oh, oop. Sorry about the wait. No, Doc. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. I insist. I'm... No, I, I'm sorry. sorry. Oh, I... Looks like we got ourselves in a good old-fashioned sorry off. Anywho, uh, what brings you in today? Nothing too serious, but I've always had the sore knee. Uh, old hockey injury, you know? Oh, yeah. Sore knee. Hmm. Okay. Uh, interesting. Oh! We're gonna euthanize you free of charge! For a sore knee? Oh, sure. Yeah, it clears the pain right up. And this actually cures your patients? I haven't gotten any complaints. Anywho, oh, would you give me a moment? I actually gotta go see a, a poor handicapped woman in room four. Yeah. Hey, sorry about that. What, what was that noise? Healthcare! You can find that entire hilarious video on the Babylon Bee's YouTube channel, and that's what happened while we were away. Not even parody. Aaron's Montage brought to you by Tommy John, the absolute pair, best pair of underwear you're ever going to buy or wear. All right. And I can tell you, firsthand experience, because when they came on board a few years ago, they gave me a few just to try it out. And it's the only underwear I've ever bought ever since. I can't give a product a better endorsement than I spend my own money out of my own pocket. 
At the same time, I'm asking you to do the same. That's how good this stuff is. Um, breathable, lightweight, moisture-wicking fabric with four times the stretch of competing brands. You're going to feel comfortable no matter what the season throws at you. And this time of year, it could be 90 degrees one day and 60 the next, right? We were talking about the heat here in the Midwest last week. It was down to 51 degrees overnight last night. So make sure you're prepared with our friends over at Tommy John and get 20% off your first order right now at TommyJohn.com Steve. Save 20% on Tommy, uh, uh, anything at TommyJohn.com slash Steve. Again, 20% off of everything. And yes, they've got stuff for the ladies too at TommyJohn.com slash Steve. If I, if I put that gun in my mouth and pulled the trigger, what would happen? Boo-boo. Air pistol. I mean, how much damage would it really do? We could find out. I don't. I honestly don't know you, the answer. Play, to that, play that clip of Gavin Newsom retconning himself on COVID again before Donald Trump even thinks about it, and we will find out. I, I just. You guys tell me, because you listen to all these other uh, guys that are making millions of dollars, so they must be a lot smarter than we are. And I, maybe there's something I don't understand. So you tell me. So the plan is to talk about the past instead of the future. By the way, guys, every presidential election ever has been decided by what? Clearly 100 years ago. <laughs> yes, the future. Every election is decided by the future. So we're going to talk about not that. We're going to talk about the past. We're going to win the black vote while we're retconning Barack Obama as a crack-smoking homosexual with a fondness in particular for white meat. Okay. All right. And and now Gavin Newsom, well, we do everything differently. We got to have some humility. I, I just. And also, I, I, no I, one, I don't know what to say. No one knows. Most people in the country don't even know what you're talking about because they don't care. I just, I don't. They just can't be bothered. They, they, and they wouldn't even ask questions. Having seen that, it's even worse than you think. Like Chuck Todd asking, like, he's been asking these questions all along. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good, Chuck. That's sober-minded seriousness. That the whole thing was an act. It's a whole thing mm, is a mm, setup. Mm, mm. Of course it was. Yeah. And here's the thing, though. We could have done the same thing this entire time. In fact, some of us tried to. We could have done this the entire time. The entire time. And there's like a very willing accomplice sitting. There's a few of them, actually, just dying to take the blame. Could have just passed the whole thing off on them. Instead, we're going to act like Ron DeSantis closing the beaches for a week is the same as closing down America for quarter of the year. We're going to go to South Dakota and watch Christy Nome, who was tweeting out. I, I can't believe she didn't delete that tweet. 
who was tweeting out in July of 21, hey, if you don't want to, uh, uh, if your employer is trying to impose a vaccine mandate and you don't want to, you know. Find a new job. Go get a new job. Because, by the way, those are real plentiful in 2021. New jobs. They were just like everywhere. Yeah. I mean, like, except like, I'm not talking like flipping burgers. Like, real jobs were just plentiful everywhere in 2021. Even more so now. Just go find them anytime you want. If you're a nurse, there's all, if you were a nurse like Aaron's wife, all kinds of places you could work if you didn't want the jab, right? All Mm -hmm. kinds of alternative places. But somehow that doesn't matter either, Steve. That's the problem. Yep. Gavin Newsom. Now, it's not genuine, as you just pointed out. Of course it's not. Gavin Newsom is rhetorically to the right of Donald Trump, and nobody on the right cares. Is that a problem? Is that bad? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't have a witticism. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say to that. I don't know how to analyze it. You know, I don't know. I don't play the games, you know, I don't, I have, I'm not the one out there on the field. I'm telling you what, you know, what I do and, and, you know, it feels like I'm just doing sports talk radio all over again, all over again. And nothing's changed. It's just the team. Just, it, just, just it's just the same two teams over and over again. And people want me to tell them that the home team's going to win, even when they're doing it. the dumbest stuff you could possibly imagine. To, that will lose every time it's tried in a game. Hey guys, we're minus seven in turnovers. We can still come back, and we're going to come back by getting the other team to commit eight turnovers in the fourth quarter. That's how we're going to. That, that's that's the equivalent of saying we're going to win the black vote. By painting Barack Obama as a homosexual that smokes crack with a fondness for white meat, I, I don't even tell you. I just don't, I don't. I'm I'm just watching Gavin Dushum out there. Well, I mean, guys, <laughs> there's a movie you can go purchase called the The Essential Church about what Gavin Newsom tried to do to the Christian Church, and he's out there saying, "Well, you know, you got to have some humility. You know, we'd have done everything differently." Just complete BS. Meanwhile, our guy's like, well, at least you guys are telling me he's our guy anyway. And the pose. We, had, we didn't make any mistakes. What did he say last week? History will record that uh, my decisions during COVID, frankly, didn't get enough credit. Why, why, why are you so disloyal, Steve? I, I, Jessica has thoughts. I had forgotten about her. Thank you, Todd. We're we're approaching a juncture that I I'm I'm just not going to be sure of how to do this, honestly. I mean I just don't. I mean I I don't I can't. I'm the I'm the sports talk radio host. I'm not the coach of the team. I'm not playing on the team. I'm not one of the players. I mean I I can't make them go out there, and stop running up the middle against 47 man boxes. I can't make them do it. And I know there's a lot of you that are convinced this is the time that that will work. No, it will never work. I don't know what to tell you. That's not going to work. That's that's not going to work. I mean, I, at this point, why don't we just go ahead and go the whole way with it? Over true or false, by this time next year, 
it is more likely Democrats will get to the right of Trump on the truth of the, the big pharma's jab. Oh, don't. Then Donald Trump Please. will. Yeah. And then we'll be sitting True. here and then all of you calling me, sending me notes, I'm disloyal, who applauded me for all the work I did on the jab and even told me I might have saved your life. Well, now all line up to say, well, Steve, I mean, we're going to have to just eat it. I mean, you know, the jab, maybe we're wrong. Of course that's true. I mean, he's they're only one step away from it. They're only one step away from it. Just I mean, if we're gonna have if we're gonna have the most obnoxious Democrat statewide official in America, Gavin Newsom. Yeah, did you guys visit California during lockdowns? I did. I was there. Because that's when we were storyboarding Nefarious. You know what it was like going down the 405 and there were like no other cars? I remember we were coming out, we were coming out of lunch and I wanted to go see the Rose Bowl. Remember I took the pictures of the Rose Bowl, me by the Keith Jackson statue, mm-hmm. right? And I said to Chris Jones, our producer, well, I mean, I don't know. Do we have time to run over there really quick? He's like, oh yeah, we're going to be there in like five or six minutes. I made that exact drive when I was back there in L.A. a month ago. It wasn't five or six minutes, guys. There was just no one on the roads. Walking through LAX, I half expected Snake Plissken to step out to save me. And that guy now is going to retcon himself as regretful before what the polls tell me our guy, before our guy is going to do it. But Okay. Keep running up the middle against the 47-man box. I'm sure you'll break out. You'll break a long run one of these times. I'm sure. Just keep doing it. Back here on the Steve Day Show for 10 years, Patriot Mobile, America's only American mobile phone company, has been on the vanguard of building the parallel economy here in America. And it is something we greatly need, and it won't happen overnight. But thankfully, one place where it is fully available to us is with one product, one of the products we all must use. What is that? Is that next door? Can the audience hear that? So what happens when a roofing company moves in next door? Apparently, they they all they do is build roofs. Apparently. Okay. All right. Well, it, it'll be an improvement probably over the opening to this show. All right. Isn't that less annoying than Republican talking points on True. The, black, <laughs> the black vote? True. Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah, we're good. That's an, that's that's another way we'll, ban- we'll 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 win the black vote. Yes. Just incessant banging. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Patriot Mobile is here to put you um, in a place where you no longer have to give money directly to people who hate you. You can switch to any major network carrier at any point in time, free of charge through them. Uh, you move to a different part of your state, city, or a part, different part of the country that re- needs a different uh, carrier because the signal we're at just isn't good enough. They'll help you make that switch. They have an outstanding U.S.-based customer service team. Steve, what does that mean? It means you can actually understand them. 
Uh, also, you can, if you're a veteran or first responder, let them know when you go to make the switch, and they've got extra ways to say thank you for your service as incentives for switching to them. For the rest of us, your big incentive, you get a free activation with the offer code Steve when you go to patriotmobile.com slash Steve. That's patriotmobile.com slash Steve, or call 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT, or go to patriotmobile.com slash Steve. Let's welcome in our good friend, Bob Vanderplotz from The Family Leader. And so this weekend, Bob, we had really annually, it is the largest gathering of, uh, of people in our state and for any event or function. That's the uh, annual Iowa State game. And it's the kind of event you get about 80,000 in Iowa City, close to 60,000 in Ames. But you'll get, a, you'll get 10 or 20, 30,000 more. Tailgating. That'll just come to tailgate. They don't even have tickets to the game. Yep. Right. So, I mean, it is the largest gathering in our state every single year. And both Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump were there. And it was it was fascinating watching the reactions. Now, there's dueling D-U-E-L dueling videos of the reaction that Trump got in the stadium. All right. There's there's the video of the raw audio. And then there's the video of clearly enhanced audio to make it look like he got like a, you know, Hugo Chavez level of supplause. <laughs> Or of applause. The other video, he, there is some booing in there you can clearly hear, but not, I think it. we shouldn't make it sound as if he got booed out of Jack Trice Stadium. That didn't happen either. It was pretty yep. mixed. Yep. You could, but you could definitely hear booing. Okay. But, you know, when you have a guy that has been um, a lightning rod as a figure, you're going to get mixed reactions like that. I don't know why the need was to go ahead and, 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 regurg- and, and recut the, the clip with, you know, unanimous applause. Okay, I mean, that's just fearless leader kind of stuff. And, you know, I can't stand it. There's a part of me. I I saw the the, the photo of people flipping him off while he's in the glass suite and that maybe he's flipping them off back. A part of me actually kind of liked that, actually, a little bit. But the reverse flip off, the reverse flip off. (laughs) Yes. Okay. And then um, DeSantis. So, you know, Trump sits on high in the luxury suite. DeSantis is down on field level with. uh, with uh, our governor, Kim Reynolds, uh, in working the crowd. Is there anything to make, in your opinion, about what we saw between w- between these two guys over the weekend? Not really. I, I think what it is is that when I watched a lot of the clips, I thought, you know, this is Iowa being Iowa. Uh, it's it's wide open. It's like I told the candidates and the, the media at the Iowa State Fair, nobody's going to win the Iowa caucuses by showing up at the Iowa State Fair, but they're going to remember if you showed up or not. It's a little bit like the Iowa State game as well. No, you're not going to win the Iowa caucuses by showing up at the Iowa State game, but people will remember that you're there. It can help you, you know, advance. You know that I took part in something that's very important to your state. And even about Trump being in the luxury uh, boxes and DeSantis being in the stadium, I think it's a way better look for DeSantis to be in the seats amongst the fans. But you also remember. Were they really going to allow the former president to be in the yeah. stands amongst the... With they a full pro- Secret Service they, detail they and everything else? They were never going to let that anyhow. Right. And so, and that's why I didn't give a lot of oxygen, to, or any oxygen, to um, what some people said was him flipping off other people. Because uh, if that's a if that's somebody giving somebody else the bird, that's a different one than I've seen <laughs> given to me at times. I thought, I, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so I'm going to leave that one alone. In regards to the the reception, it reminds me, Steve, when uh, 
2016, he's the nominee. The evangelical leaders are a base that he needs. He holds a big meeting in New York City. And the evangelical leaders are tepid at best about supporting and embracing the Donald Trump candidacy. And I thought he said something there that always stuck with me. He said, not all of you are going to endorse me. He said, and I totally get that. He goes, but you understand this, I am going to endorse you. And so even at a ball game like that, not all of you are going to cheer and applaud and stand with me, but understand as president, I'll stand with you. That's more of a message than trying to have the fake, you know, here's the applause, look how well he was received. I think what it shows, uh, he has a caucus to earn and to win. It's not going to be given to him. I love how you just put that. What is a more potent tactic? Trying to win the black. Never mind. I'm not going to do that again. Um, let, let's. Please no. I, I can't. I've, um, I've, I, I just can't. I just. I just. Here's here's the toothless white crack addict that Barack Obama once had gay sex with, and we're winning the black vote, guys. I so we did do it again. I can't. I just can't. <laughs> so we're, we're gonna. I can't do it again, and I just did. I got to stop. All right. Let's put it this way. I'm not a coach. I'm not a player on the field. I'm just the guy calling the action for the audience mm-hmm. at home. All right. It seems to me, but what do I know? It seems to me a far more populist, potently populist message is in response to the somewhat mixed reception he received for Donald Trump and his team on social media to say, look at the president standing tall, all right, willing to stand with people, willing to come to Iowa, a state he's done a lot for, regardless of the reception he gets, all right, because he truly loves the people. Or doctoring audio, yeah, okay, to make it look like he got Hugo Chavez levels of applause from Venezuelans with guns to their head. What do you think is probably a more effective message? Well, there's no doubt it's more effective to basically say, you know, look, look, I love the state of Iowa. I love a lot of Iowans. I respect them. I'm going to be here. Not everybody's going to agree with me. I understand that. But I'm going to do what's best for the country regardless of all the applause I get or don't get. That said, I think you have to be careful how much you weigh into, you know, the, the, the people that get attracted to him, those type of things. We've seen that before with Fred Thompson. We saw it before with Ruoff Giuliani. People want, want to take a look. He's a, they're celebrities. They want to take a look at him. That doesn't mean it's going to end in a caucus, a caucus win. He's the former president. He's Donald Trump. He's the apprentice. He's the New York billionaire. People are going to want to see him, right? Does that yield into a caucus victory? And that's why I say right now versus the touch and goes at the Iowa State Fair or the touch and go at the Iowa State game, that's not going to win Trump the Iowa caucuses. Hard work like what DeSantis and Nikki and Vivek and others are doing, that has a chance to win the Iowa caucuses. Do you buy the story that was in Aaron's montage and it made some of the media rounds on Friday of people close to the former president, including Don Jr., trying to say, hey, what we're doing in Iowa ain't going to cut it. Well, uh, I, I, de- our campaign I definitely is believe way that. behind where it should be on the ground there. I definitely believe that because I had somebody who's very, very close to the former president, kind of a BFF to the former president, saying that they are really concerned. They're really concerned. What's that? So he can say de sanctimonious. He can criticize anybody he wants. How what do you think? Sold- do you like de sanctus or de sanctimonious? It, it doesn't I, I matter. I mean, I think de sanctus just, it, it just, it's fewer syllables. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to win for him either. So I think what it is, I mean, they are really, really nervous in regards, and well, should be, that... What you think about winning the black vote? Never mind. Finish sh- your point. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But I think what it is, they know they win Iowa, no one's touching them. 
if somebody else wins Iowa, it changes the whole narrative of inevitability, and now it's going to be game on to the nomination. And so I think Don Jr. and others have a reason to say we're concerned about what's going on in Iowa right now. And I'm just telling you, the touch and goes, unless I don't know Iowa as well as I think I do, the touch and goes are not going to win here. I said last week, and I want you to tell me if you agree or disagree. I said last week here on the show that this is the least amount of energy at this juncture of a caucus cycle on the ground, collectively, I can ever remember. And I've been involved from a guy just, you know, showing people to their seats for Alan Keyes, okay? And my first ever caucus was the straw poll in 95 for Phil Graham, Mm. all right? But I have been involved from the low level to the, you know, working on the actual campaign. I've seen everything in the Iowa caucuses since 1996. And this is the least amount of energy that I can ever remember at this juncture. Driving around my neighborhood over the weekend, I saw three signs, three signs in my whole suburb, one for Vivek and two for DeSantis. Those were the only three signs that I saw. I mean, am I, am, am I wrong about that? What do you think? Well, I think there's two things going on here. No, I think you're right, but I think two things are going on. One is it can't go unnoticed that the party no longer does the Iowa straw poll. The straw poll was a rallying cry. And if you think about that, Stephen, we were behind Mike Huckabee at that time. And Huckabee, I mean, that was a huge deal. And that was a mega event in Ames, Iowa. And there's a there's a reason for campaigns to have energy on the ground because of the Iowa straw poll. That doesn't exist today. You can show up at the Iowa State Fair, but it's a completely different thing. Or show up at the football game, completely different thing. The other thing is, is I think Iowans are, are like the country. That's a reflection of the country. I think they're exhausted of politics. I think you're just exhausted if you tell me this, you do this. And we just, uh, it, there's no leadership right now. So they're looking for a leader. I, I happen to believe that now that we're after Labor Day and you have another debate coming up, you're going to start seeing Iowans rally. There is going to be energy. I just talked to a Trump supporter in Minneapolis Friday night where I was speaking at. And I said to a Trump supporter, go to Iowa, drive around the countryside and tell me how many organic Trump signs you see. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be zero or close to zero. And you guys know back in 2016 and then for sure in 2020, I mean, combines right now we're, we're harvesting uh, corn and beans in Iowa. Combines had Trump flags on them. You don't see that today. There is not the energy level. There's not that organic nature of a Trump movement happening right now, which I believe is a great opening if your name's DeSantis or Haley or Vivek or Pence or somebody like that. Hmm. I think I think that could explain if we want to give any credibility to the polls that have uh, Trump up with uh, Vladimir Putin, like uh, beyond Hugo Chavez, Vladimir Putin-like margins, okay? That if only, if everybody else is pretty much largely disengaged or demoralized by what they've seen in the last election, um, what they have seen from Republicans since that election, um, and the only people that are engaged, because people don't understand, polls don't, just try to met when they're done credibly they don't just try to measure an outcome they're measuring intensity of support right and so that's why turnout matters if one segment is more engaged 
and has more energy, they're more likely to respond to polls and get more favorable polling as a result, right? And so if all the lawfare against Trump has done is largely mobilized his most zealous um, flank, but the rest of the right is just largely disgusted, demoralized, and disengaged, you could get those kinds of margins. Sure. Now, it doesn't explain things to me like, I mean, at this point, no one knows where Melania Trump is. Carrie Lake is basically first lady of MAGA. She put out a book this year and didn't come close to selling as many books as Daniel and I did with Rise of the Fourth Reich. Given her social media following, that just should have never happened. Just simple math. Doesn't matter how much better you may think our book is or not. Math-wise, she should have sold significantly more books than we did and did not. So it doesn't explain my theory that that may explain the national polling is if that one base is energized and nobody else is and they're responding to the polls, you would get those kinds of margins. OK, but then why it hasn't shown up for, you know, to, for other people that have been very loyal to that brand and hasn't been successful for them doesn't explain that. OK, but if I'm right that that may explain the polls, then a lot of this is going to come down to in the next 128 days. How many of those people that right now have the luxury of not being engaged and just saying, I'm sick of it, when we get close to game time, how many of them get actually into the game? Thoughts? I think Iowans will get into the game. I've seen in my own campaigns. I've seen in Kim Reynolds' campaign when Kim Reynolds was supposed to get beat by Hubble. But I think what it is, Steve, when I take a look at the polls, and you just mentioned a couple of data points, but anything I observe, Trump's in trouble here. It's not it's not that, you know, is he going to win by 10 or 15 or by 30? Everything I see, he's in trouble here. And I think that's why Don Jr. and Lindsey Graham. Sorry about that. Everybody that goes to him and says you're in trouble in Iowa. They mean he's in trouble in Iowa. I really believe that. I think what part of the poll numbers is I may not be voting for Trump. But I don't know DeSantis well enough yet, Nikki well enough yet, Pence well enough yet, uh, Tim Scott well enough yet, whoever it is that you're Vivek well enough yet. So, you know, I'll go for Trump because I don't want Biden. And the media, and even our own talking heads, keep telling everybody Trump will be the nominee. They keep feeding that, oh, Trump will be the nominee. Trump will be the nominee. He can't be beat. So all of a sudden that gets into Iowans as well. But as soon as the, 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 the corner gets turned here and people start coalescing, whether that be around DeSantis or one of the others, you're going to start seeing a movement happen. Remember with Ted Cruz, how long did he linger at around the eight point digit? I mean, we thought he, he would get this spike. It wasn't until mid to late December we started to see any movement. And then January, he made the movie ends up winning the Iowa caucuses. Iowans break late. Right now, they're taking all this in as sport. No pun intended about the Iowa State game, but they're taking it in as sport. They love attending the events, all that stuff, but they break late. And when they break and coalesce, I really believe Trump is in trouble here. Final question. Only got about a minute here. Your thoughts on people simultaneously telling their audience that we're going to win the black vote and pushing a narrative uh, that retcons Barack Obama, the only black president, as a... Um, a crack smoking uh, homosexual with a fondness for white meat. Your thoughts? So let's end where we began. Is I, I don't I I have way more regard and respect for the black community than that. I think they're going to make a judgment based on who's best for their issues. I think when they take a look at Barack Obama's policies, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris's policies, they're going to see they are not better off today. It goes back to what Trump said back in 2016, I believe. Look at 
these guys have promised you everything you haven't gotten it why not just give me a chance i think what it is you get somebody who can communicate to to their issues and a lot of that is still pro-family it's the nuclear family make the nuclear family cool again i think vivek likes to say that but i think that's really true let's make the nuclear family cool again oh i think i think that that crack smoking message might resonate i mean it's going to resonate with boomer grandmas maybe they can identify as black voters in the exits next election thank you bob thank you guys you bet all right we'll come back selena zito is now selena zero we'll tell you why Back here with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and a podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Todd Erzin, and all of you. I, that first hour, guys, was a mess, man. It just was a mess. I just, and, and that's my bad. I just, I'm human, and I just, the level of, of BS that we're, that we're being fed and we're feeding ourselves, I... I, I don't know, man, how to translate it. So biblically, that's how. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's one way, the way. But so I'll, I'm going to try to stay on more of a message here as best I can here in the second half of the show. No promises, though. Let us know what you think about what we think by emailing the program, steve at stevedace.com. You can find me as well on social media. Look for Steve Dace on uh, Facebook, MeWe, and Gab. You can follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter, Getter, Instagram, and TikTok. And then I'm over on Truth Social as well, at Real Steve Dace there. Last name is D-E-A-C-E. Thanks to all of you that are podcast listeners. We appreciate each and every one of you. Um, And if you wouldn't mind showing your appreciation for us by hitting uh, subscribe or follow if you're on iTunes, Uh, you can also uh, give us a five-star review. Now, maybe, see, I was hesitant about whether to ask for that today. I'm thinking, guys, what do you think? Is today not maybe the best day to be asking for a five-star review, probably. Probably the day you're going to get the most. You think so? Like P- pity five stars? You see how much your... Like this uh, Like this guy needs some help, man. He needs some pity five stars. Did you see how much your uh, response to Jessica was shared this weekend? I saw that a some lot. people had made like separate videos of it, you know, yeah, but I, I didn't take a look at how many times it had been shared or anything of that nature. Well, that had a... Jessica after hours vibe, your last hour, so... I have, I have gotten... So many notes in the last few years from people. I don't know what it is with my Christian mom or my Christian, my Christian boomer mom or my Christian boomer dad. They are the picture of spiritual maturity, faith and reason until we start talking about Trump and then they've lost their minds. There can be like, there can be like no discussion other than, do you think he walks between the raindrops or sprints between them? They just, they become a different person when this topic comes up. I have gotten that note probably more 
than anything else other than why are you and I hate you, which is part and parcel in this business to get that the most. But um, 40 years in the desert was merciful. <laughs> True we, story. We will. Facts. We, we deserve a whole lot worse than that. I don't. See, a lot of you think I have, I, I, he's not my cup of tea, but I'm not really, I'm, I'm totally fine. I wish he was president right now. I just, I don't understand lying to people when you don't have to. Like, I like what we just, we're, we're just talking about. But to me, the more powerful story is, yeah, I came, I came to the state and reminded you all what I've done for you. And some people booed and whatever, but I'll stand with you because I was president of the United States. So I had to stand with people that didn't agree with me all the time. I signed up for that job. I'm proud of my record. See, I think that's far more potent to overcome. If I'm on the DeSantis campaign, I'm trying to think, which message would I rather come back against this weekend in Iowa? That one? Or, you know, the uh, the, 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 the Laura Loomer Nutter, Alex Brusowitz Nutter, Shill Brigade, doctoring audio types to make it look like, you know, uh, Trump, it was Palm Sunday outside the, the city gates of Jerusalem when Trump showed up at Jack Trice. I mean, I'd much rather push back against that stuff. But, I, you know, it's entirely possible, and I need, to, I need to remind myself of this frequently. It isn't, especially in the conversation we're about to have, it is entirely possible that the more Romans won it gets around here, the less a biblical worldview will provide, how would I put this, successful analysis. And what I mean by successful, meaning that you could analyze a people under Romans 1 judgment to get cultural outcomes you want in accordance with a biblical worldview will become harder to do because the people are f- so far attached from that worldview that they're now, even uh, even a lot of the people wearing your own jersey are in opposition to it. Am I saying that right? Yeah, as you're saying, you're, as we get further into Romans 1, we have to start analyzing things through judges. Yes. Basically. Yeah. That like, I'm asking people to do things according to a biblical worldview when you've largely wantonly, not that you're ignorant of it, you, have, you are willfully rejecting it, won't work. I mean, it would be like it would be like last week's game asking Alabama to have a complicated passing attack with Jalen Milrow to beat Texas. That's not who he is as a quarterback. He can't do that. That's not happening. And then if that's the case, then Aaron, you're right. You have to analyze it more through judges remorsefully than aspirationally, basically. In the meantime... Boy, if that didn't encourage you to give us a five-star review, I know what I just said certainly did. All right. Thank you to all of you who tuned in on days that we were actually better at this and listened and gave us five-star reviews that day. And one day we may be that good of a show again, but I would not be optimistic. Nevertheless, we persisted. This portion of the show brought to you by our friends over at Sweatblock. Maybe it's because of where you live and how warm it is, or maybe it's because the adrenaline kicks in. So excessive sweating. We don't want to stop like all sweating. Okay, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about excessive sweating here. So it, that could be a first date, job interview, public speaking or singing does that for a lot of people. Um, and if that is you, 
Get the antiperspirant wipes from our friends over at Sweatblock, designed specifically for your underarms. Um, but you can use them everywhere. They've also got so many other great products. Uh, a deodorant stick, that is the absolute truth. My favorite, the deodorant lotions. And if you use the promo code DACE, when you go to sweatblock.com, you'll get 20% off. 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code DACE. Again, head over to sweatblock.com with the promo code DACE and get 20% off at sweatblock.com. All right. This hour. So Selena Zito is a name that uh, that um, emerged. She's been around for a long time, but she really took off in 2016 because she had done some work. And I, I want to say it was for the New York Post at the time. Uh, she had done some work going throughout the, uh, you know, the crevices of flyover country, which is basically places like Iowa, where we live, and talking to the people that the system has largely ignored, willfully or ignorantly. Either it's just not a part of the country I'm familiar with, or it's a part of the country I don't want to be familiar with. And she warned people, even in the elite sectors of media, you're missing something happening on the ground here. Trump has a much better chance than the New York Times Siena forecast showing that Hillary was 99% to win the election. There's an energy level under the radar from people that are in parts of the country you're not talking to, they're not talking to you, you're not polling them, they wouldn't respond to your polls anyway, you're missing it. And this is kind of what uh, Robert Cahaley at Trafalgar figured this out. You know, he, he figured out how to ask people, do you know a neighbor or somebody that likes Trump maybe more than they're willing to say? And that's how he was able to find that kind of hidden Trump vote. And he kind of became the Nate Silver of the right. You know, Nate Silver nailed the 2012 election when a lot of people thought it was too close to call. He's kind of, um, that's kind of been his claim to fame ever since. And Kahaley did the same thing in 2016. And that's been his claim to fame ever since. And ever since then, both guys have had mixed records because this is not easy to do. Um, but, you know, they each identified aspects of the electorate that the polls were missing to make a call that most people were not willing to make in those particular cycles and have lived, you know, uh, differently ever since. So Selena Zito is back and she has written a piece for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette right at the end of August. And it's weird because, I mean, it was like two years into the Trump administration. We were still seeing Selena Zito's content about that election being shared on righty social media. Weirdly, her latest piece is not being shared by almost anybody. In fact, Aaron... My account was the first and only you've ever seen a reference to this article. Yeah, anything else was quote tweeting you or uh, giving a nod to you sharing it. Okay. Here's what she wrote at the end of August. I'm just going to read this and we're going to discuss it the rest of this hour because I think it's incredibly important. In fact, I think what we're about to read is the most profound piece on this election I've read thus far. Now, This has not been an election cycle thus far that has inspired a lot of profound pieces. Fair? Fair. So it's, it's a low bar. I mean, saying this is the most profound piece of this cycle so far 
is a little bit like saying, we're going to win the black vote. <laughs> but first, we're going to tell them that Barack Obama is a crack smoking homosexual with a fondness for white meat. Fair? Fair. Okay. Selena Zito headline, everyone's tired of politics. Everyone outside of the media activist pundit bumble, that is. That's the subhead. Dateline, Carnes City, Pennsylvania. K-A-R-N-S. Carnes City, Pennsylvania. Selena writes, In a recent drive along the back roads of our country, I heard something from people at every stop. A sentiment that runs counter to the national media's assumption that everyone is consumed by presidential politics. It's hard to find a day since 2020 that the national news hasn't led with something about former President Trump or President Biden. Same goes for social media. Log on to X, formerly known as Twitter, and you might conclude that the only thing on people's minds is Trump or Biden. Reporters and editors seem to believe that what's on Twitter is what's discussed in homes, on sidewalks, or in the bars and grocery stores and restaurants of communities around the country. They're wrong. Let me repeat that. Selena writes, they're wrong. A recent Pew Research survey on Twitter X users concluded that only 10% of users produced an astonishing 92% of all tweets, and nearly 69% of those highly prolific users are Democrats, and not just regular Democrats, but far more left than your traditional liberal voter. I remember we talked about this survey at the time. I want to say it was in 2019, 2020, somewhere mm-hmm. around there. That was evident, Selena writes, in my recent Backroads Drive, a trip that included... Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Missouri, Kansas, Colorado, Nebraska, Iowa, Michigan, and Wisconsin, and also last week here in western Pennsylvania. When I visited the North Washington VFD Rodeo, which is in its 64th year and is one of the largest rodeos this side of the Mississippi. In the hour and a half drive from my driveway to the rodeo parking lot, through three counties that turned out heavily in support of the former president in 2020. There was a marked absence of Trump signs and Trump flags. While that does not necessarily mean people along that drive have stopped supporting him, it does mean something has shifted, that their identity is no longer connected to him with the intensity it once was. At the rodeo, which is always kicked off with a prayer, the Pledge of Allegiance, and the National Anthem, There wasn't a Make America Great Again red hat in view, nor was there any paraphernalia for Biden or any of the other dozen or so candidates running for president. When I asked people in the stands what was utmost on their minds right now, the first answer was almost always inflation and economic concerns. The second tended to be more personal matters, such as their children's education or the rise of fentanyl use in local communities. Few even mentioned politics or the presidential election. If I raised it, they often said they felt it has never ended for nearly three years. Chris, who declined to give me his last name, said he's a reliable voter who works in management in the trades. He had at one time voted for Trump and often found himself glued to cable news before 2020. 
Quote, I stayed with that habit until the elections last November, but since that election, I haven't turned cable news on at all. I stopped following social media posts and have stayed focused only on reading the local paper, he said. His local paper is the Butler, Pennsylvania Eagle. John David Longo, the Republican mayor of Slippery Walk, Slippery Rock, I should say, said he was at the rodeo to have fun and enjoy the barrel races and breakaway roping and not to talk politics. Quote, people are just not obsessed with presidential politics. It doesn't steer their day in the, in the urgent way the national news approaches it. They have a lot more on their mind than what the latest polls show, he said. Quote, I hear it all the time. They are tired of it, and I am in the business of politics, he said. Even, even someone in the belly of the beast, Washington, D.C., agreed. Quote, the average person doesn't post on social media, except perhaps when their grandchild or someone in their family is having a birthday party, end quote, said Democratic strategist Steve McMahon, who has run three different presidential ele- elections in his lifetime. Quote, he said, as for the screamers, they are not, I repeat, are not reflective of the world at large. And all you have to do is leave the beltway and talk to normal people to discover that while politics is perhaps relevant to their life, it certainly doesn't drive it. End quote. People talk about the quote bubble all the time, Selena writes. Or no, she is still quoting Mr. McMahon, quote, it really does exist, the bubble, and it's not just the media bubble, but there's also a media activist political intelligentsia bubble that is very interesting and compelling to the people who live within it and utterly irrelevant to most others who just vote every four years because it's their civic duty. Selena writes, it is likely a big part of the reason why the three prominent cable networks, cable news networks, reported audience declines in the first quarter of this year, and all three of the network news organizations have shed viewers this year. McMahon, who left the direct world of politics to become the co-founder and CEO of Purple Strategies, said in his role working with corporate America and even inside the Beltway, his best focus group is the guys he plays hockey with. Quote, they have normal jobs. They don't all work in their bubble or have or in the Beltway. They're tradesmen and they're lawyers and they're accountants and they're people that have jobs and lives that don't thrive or that don't depend upon or that really aren't impactful that much by politicians. End quote. Chris Boric political science professor at Muhlenberg College said he is not surprised by what people are saying and he has seen evidence of it in the indice in the indexes of polling quote there is an absolute fatigue amongst the American people regarding politics right now it's been in many ways a brutal stretch for the country in terms of politics and for many many Americans there's not excitement or energy approaching 2024 it's more like dread Part of that dread, people told me, is the constant news about a probable presidential rematch between Trump and Biden, Selena writes. Not just a replay of one of the most vitriolic presidential races in modern history, and which the loser has still refused to admit he lost, but also a reminder of a year that was pretty awful for most Americans. Boric said in 2020, many people lost family members or their lives were changed forever. They lost their jobs. Their kids fell behind in school, quote, forcing them to relive it in a matchup we are not sure is going to happen again is brutal, he said. 
Selena says, if you spent your time watching the news or trolling social media every day, which is literally the job description for many national journalists, you might assume that nearly every person in the country is invested in either Trump or Biden. However, when you drive to places where the speed limit is 35 miles an hour, you find a different reality. And that's the problem with how the country too often is covered these days. Our politics would likely improve, somewhat at least, if more in the media check their assumptions and listen to the people they purport to cover. Selena Zito is a national political reporter for the Washington Examiner, a New York Post columnist and co-author of The Great Revolt, Inside the Populist Coalition Reshaping American Politics. And she's now writing this. All right. Before we get into this with some specifics, I want to know just you guys' general reactions in a moment. I'll give you time to contemplate them. After we talk about our friends over at Birch Gold. So the BRICS country did have their meeting last month to drop the U.S. dollar's dominance on the global scale. And as demand for the dollar will weaken, so will the buying power of the dollar as well. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. If this is you and you're interested, text Steve to 989-898. Text Steve to 989-898 and get your free info kit on gold with thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews. You can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currencies, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings and wealth. Text Steve to 989-898 to get your free info kit on gold now. Text Steve to 989-898. Gentlemen, the floor is yours. Knee-jerk reactions first. Well, by specifics, I think you mean specific a- applications to this particular election yeah. cycle. Yes, okay. but, but just in That's general, right. her perspective before we get to specifics. In general, and I don't know, this may surprise you, but I, I, if I think, and this is very well written, but I think the people come off way worse in this than any other section of America in terms of the politicians, the media class. I, I think that... that notion in there about uh you know people just don't care that much about politics and they vote because it's their uh civic duty listen that kind of person was weighed measured and found wanting a long time ago by a guy you might have heard of named plato who said one of the penalties of refusing to participate in politics is that you end up being governed by your inferiors we do this all the time in in modern america at least the one since you and i and steve have been cutting our teeth on this kind of thing where the people are just, oh, hate politicians. And they're somehow above the fray on all this. But then, listen, if you're not paying attention to politics most of the year and then doing it because you think you're, you say it's because they're scumbags while you really, your real excuse is you just can't be bothered. And then you're telling me I've done my civic duty. I, you're, you're as big a part of the problem as anybody else. Generally speaking, this is something we need to break. You will get what you deserve. Right at the end there, 
she talks about um, if we start paying attention, and she's right, if, if the press starts paying attention to real people, why? They are manipulating everybody exactly the way they want. They play you like an instrument. They will never care about you because you do not act any, enact any consequences when they manipulate you and lie to you. There's, there's nothing new under the sun here. It's a really well-written article. I hope it's a slap in the face that finally says, I got a course correct here. But honestly, the notion that people are just sick of this and that it's somehow beneath them, that dog ain't going to hunt. You, you, you are getting exactly what you've earned, exactly what you deserved. Please get that if you get nothing else. So my, my big picture takeaway from this is, one, I, I think the claim that there is fatigue is true, and I have kind of a specific anecdotal reason for that, or a couple of them anyway. The reasons why there is fatigue is the operative concern of mine. And I thought it was either a very good thing why there's fatigue or a very bad thing. And since Todd took it one direction, I'll maybe take it the other direction. In this piece, maybe, maybe I took it wrong, but it is framed that the fatigue is coming from a place of being sick of the political show. That's the way I took it. To me, that's a good thing. If it's sick of the fatigue, you're, you're, you're sick of the political show because you got a family to raise, because you've got better things to do rather than paying attention to, uh, you know, uh, uh, what did Donald Trump say about whomever on which day, or which just you know chuckle hut uh, du jour is going on, on on social media or the political sphere. If you're rejecting and you're fatigued because of that, that's a good thing. And you're replacing that with actually first things like your family. Now, there is ample, as Todd just noted, there's ample evidence that's probably not what's actually going on here. But since he took it one way, I'll, I'll take it the other way. So I thought this was either a very good, the fatigue is either a very good thing or a very bad thing. And I know we'll get into more specifics later. But uh, I, I do think, though, just anecdotally, from what we're hearing on the ground, from what you're seeing, what Bob just said last hour, the fatigue is there, for sure. I don't think that's up for the t uh, up for debate. What that means for this race, I'm not quite sure. All right, I want to have some specific questions we're going to address in the next segment as we apply this, because I am seeing in Iowa on the ground exactly what is in this piece, and mm -hmm. I, we were just talking about it with Bob. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just, he agreed. This is the least amount of energy we have ever seen at this point in a caucus cycle ever. At least as far as I go back, which is 95. Bob's about 10 years older than me. So I would imagine he goes back even further than that. And we start getting into the 90s and the 80s. Understand, we've only been having this event since 1976. So you're pretty close to the entirety of its history. Before we get there, though, if you are looking um, to find a job that will not attack your values or ask you to betray them, talk to our friends over at redballoon.work. If you're tired of being made to attend woke DEI trainings or supporting leftist pagan causes you don't really believe in, um, maybe redballoon.work is where you need to go to find your next career or a better job, 
All right. Um, it's uh, America's woke, largest woke free job board. And every week, tens of thousands of job seekers visit redballoon.org looking for a new career without all the woke nonsense. So if you're a business owner, you need to stop using the big woke job board to flood your inbox with useless resumes. Instead, post your job openings on redballoon.org and find values aligned job seekers. Uh, you can speak to a lot of business owners who rave about the reliable, dedicated job seekers that they have found on redballoon.org. So when you visit redballoon.org, use the promo code Steve, you'll receive five free profile search credits. That's a $50 value. Again, five free profile search credits, a $50 value when you go to redballoon.org and use the promo code Steve. And if you're looking for a new job, you should create a job seeker profile on redballoon.org today. You'll be glad that you did. Redballoon.org is where you want to go. Again, head over to redballoon.org. So here are some questions that I think we have to wrestle with. Um, And we're going to talk more about these when we come back. Let's tease them now. Not the least of which is this. If the people in these places are as detached from the larger narrative we're all obsessed with, we're all obsessed with as this article portrays, then who is actually responding to this onslaught of polls that we are this, that we are constantly seeing? Who's responding to this stuff? Because that determines nearly everything we say about this this cycle every day, nearly everything. Like I go do I go do interviews and get asked about and you know, I start talking about issues. Number one pushback. Well, the, the polls just show people don't care. Well, then why did you book me to come on? You know what I'm saying? Then why? Then if you don't want to talk about issues, then what are we doing here? I mean, why are we doing any interviews? What's the point of the? Why are we even going to vote? We got meh, polls. We'll just what's the point of the process then? <coughs> Pardon me. I, I had a guy send me a note yesterday. The uh, big money people I'm talking to in Texas said this thing is done. I said, okay, cool. Hook them. You know, I don't know. I guess we'll have the Iowa caucus on January 15th anyway, if you guys are okay with it. We'll just go ahead and have them anyway, if you guys are cool with that. You know, I mean, someone's responding to all these polls. Then if it's all these people that are, and who's doing that? With all of this disengagement out there that Selena writes about and that we are actively seeing. I mean, guys, I, I know of a major conservative book publisher. I won't tell you who. I know of a major conservative book publisher that last quarter wasn't sure they were going to make payroll. I mean, just collectively, business is not good for a lot of stuff on the right. It's not just, you know, what Selena's writing about. That level of disengagement, that we're not even selling books the way... That was at least the one thing as a movement and an industry we could always do. We could sell the poop out of books. We're not doing that that great, you know? I mean, yeah, we made the bestseller list with Rise of the Fourth Reich. That book's going to sell half of what Fauci and Bargain sold. Just as, an, just as my own personal example. So there's that and more questions I want us to wrestle with when we come back. All right. Questions I think we have to wrestle with in light of what Selena Zito wrote which there is ample evidence for, and we are seeing. I mean, I, I over the weekend, published a list according to iTunes, just as an example, published a list according to iTunes of the top 40 um, conservative podcasts according to iTunes, which is about 65% of the market, okay? 
And where were we on the list uh, that I published? Like 20, 21, somewhere in there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Out of the top 40. Here's the thing. There's a, there's 200. That's the, There's actually 200 shows listed by iTunes. Only 40 of them are conservative shows. So we, we're not generating a lot of energy right now outside of one block of people. But even in that case, as I keep going back to, I can absolutely explain the mob holes if Trump's most rabid base is rightfully the most fired up and respondent to the polls in light of the unjustified anti-constitutional lawfare being waged against him. That would make total sense, right? That would make sense, okay? Similar to, you know, um, polls in 2010 that showed the Republican generic ballot for the congressional election was like plus five or plus six. That demonstrated how fired up the Tea Party made, you know, people more than the Democrats are fired up. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But then explain to me then why Carrie Lake, who's the most visible MAGA celebrity she's the most visible visible maga personality in america right now other than trump himself now the distance between trump and carrie lake is vast okay but would you guys pick a, a number two higher than her no no i wouldn't and she didn't sell any books so some questions i think we need to wrestle with i posted these on twitter the other day when i sent this article out. i want to share them with you if the people in these places are as detached from the larger narrative we're all obsessed with as this article portrays, then who is responding to the onslaught, onslaught of polls that determines what we say, do, and think about this race every single day? By the way, did you happen to notice one of those places Selena mentioned is detached from the larger narrative, we're all convinced is all anybody is talking about, happens to be Iowa, which will vote first in about 128 days. So reconcile that. How do we reconcile those two things? I, I don't think they're reconcilable, actually. I, I, don't think it, I don't think you can come up with a reconciliation. You guys give it a shot. I could not do it when I tried. Well, I don't know how much we should try. My stream of consciousness is that it, like we've been having, even before this cycle, a question about just from the going to cell phones, and then the motivations of pollsters, pollsters increasingly. Like... Like, how much of the polls have been captured uh, in one way or another? I, 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 we just need to keep asking that more and more. I mean, don't, don't we? I, I mean, this is the reason joke, this joke prop got put on here because right. of this. It, it, it got to know what perhaps can't can't be known like I don't like I don't have an answer when people say well okay how do you explain such wide margins then I don't know the answer because it's not what I'm seeing on the ground but I don't know the answer and so I don't I don't I don't have a good answer to that I don't I don't know what the answer is my only potential comeback is the same people doing the polls now are the same people that did the mask surveys starting in the summer of 2020 but but I I have I have no idea I don't know how to explain like forty point leads when there's like no energy on the ground at all to to, well, to signify that there's also an increasing number of people who don't want for various reasons various motivations anti Trump pro Trump whatever they they don't want to be known or counted by a system that comprehensively they 
don't trust and or hate. And that could affect many things. Their involvement in polls, even buying a book. Steve, how many books are bought, as you say, on Amazon? And then if you buy that online, how much do, are you like tailored to based on advertising and counted in ways? Where does your data go? People have all kinds of trust issues that way. Even putting something as simple as a yard sign out, Steve, somebody, somebody like me, like who doesn't give a rip about saying anything and people knowing what I think, just from a property owner perspective these days and what happens to property owners if you put out a sign, uh, I'd, I'd question even putting a sign out in, in my yard because it seems like you're just putting a target on your back. So I'm just throwing a lot of things out there. People, it, you, you used to, that, that point about pr proud civic engagement. People can say that all they want. I do my civic duty. People, this is what I com my complaint about people's sense of being a true citizen these days. You used to be proud to be out there and say that. These days, more and more people find reasons not to get involved, not to be proud of it, not to be involved in all manner of things, state, federal, local. So I don't, when you say, Steve, how can we reconcile of it? There are so many moving pieces in this in a culture that is under Romans one judgment as we believe it, we we on this show are gonna have a very, very hard time reconciling it in real time. We may have an autopsy at the end of this thing, but in real time, it's tough. So there's a buddy of mine who is kind of my one-person normie focus group to the extent that he's informed and aware of news and politics he wishes he were not he's that type of he he's that type of normie mm -hmm. and um to the extent that he is aware he even he is dreading 2024 so that's just one anecdotal thing um that uh, you know i wonder how many other people are are like him the other thing is as well on really hot days or rainy days this summer where I've, it's just been me and Ben, my son, uh, but we still need to get out of the house. We will go on drives and we live in Warren County, Iowa, and we get, we make it a point to get off the highway, go on gravel roads, explore the county. And it's a pretty county. Um, you know, it's not flat mm -hmm. um, by any stretch of the imagination. And so we will go out on the rural roads there's one Trump sign. I've been all over central and northwest Warren County. One sign. You know what that sign said? Mm. Trump 2024, God's anointed to save America. That's the only sign that I've seen. The most engaged person is the most outspoken person, basically. I have been working on a theory that might reconcile what you're talking about. I am Steve. all ears. I want to hear it. All yours. And this goes to the whole Twitter is not real life. Right wing media is not real life at all. Right wing content is not real life at all. It's a niche of a niche. A niche of a niche that you can make a lot of money on. A niche of a niche where there's a lot of people in, but not, not compared to the, the, the populace at, at, at whole, at large. I'd compare it and I'd liken it to Washington State football. In 2022, Washington State, of all the Pac-12 teams, they had the fourth highest average viewership. 
fourth highest average viewership in conference realignment and expansion. Uh, were people chomping at the bit to get Washington State on board in their new conference? No. Because mm. it's not a big enough brand to play nationally consistently. Even though it drew, drew great ratings. Your Washington State football, you can sell a lot of merch, maybe. You can sell, uh, you know, you can probably make a little bit of money. But nationally, it's just not, it doesn't move the needle enough. That's kind of what I think right-wing media is. So you've got a lot of really engaged people who like to tune in to Washington State football. But it's not enough to move the, the needle nationally. That's what I kind of think right-wing media is. There's a lot of people who will buy products, although, as you said, book sales, maybe not so much in recent, in recent years. You've got a lot of people who will listen to shows, consume podcasts, but ultimately we're just a niche of a niche. Now, we're a niche of a niche that's engaged... And I think maybe that explains why you see only the most engaged and only the most engaged seem to be tilting one way in terms of Donald Trump. They are the most, most, most engaged, maybe. Do you see what I'm trying to say here? We're just a niche of a niche. Now, we're a niche of a niche that's engaged, but that doesn't mean nationally or amongst the normies. That's the way things are. That could explain it. And... Let me let me toss something out there that I wasn't sure I was going to say until what you said, Aaron. When I, when I first started, and, and, and we're going to get more into this in the overtime when we lay out the breakdown of the electorate in the last two elections, and therefore what we need the electorate to look like in this election coming up. But when I first started in this business... I went to constant war against the party establishment over false narratives. That the path to victory was none of the stuff we were being told. I have to moderate on issues. The most, most of the electorate is for um, low taxes, but moral insanity. Right? I mean, these are the shows, Aaron, you grew up, literally grew up listening to. Yeah. These are the mm -hmm. shows that you used to, before you came to work here, you just used to listen to. So I introduced myself to you. And I, and I mean, I'd go through all this data and show that's just not the truth of the matter at all. And if it was, how come every time they keep nominating these kinds of candidates, they keep losing all the time? Right? Yeah. I mean, I did that show constantly. And we, we were in an era, we were in an, uh, in an era as, as, you know, call them, you know, base conservatives, like GOP based conservatives or grassroots or, you know, whatever you want to call whatever the term du jour was at the time where we were and Fox News would feed all this stuff to us because it viewed itself as the the gatekeeper of the right. And we couldn't possibly have to we couldn't possibly win nationally with a right wing message just could never happen. And yet every time we tried to run a more moderate message, we kept getting our asses kicked, right? I mean, I, when I, I would, I just, how many shows did I do pointing out this data over and over and over again? That it was just, remember the GOP autopsy after Romney's loss? Yes. And Reince Priebus and um, who's his Grover Dill? Sean, what's his nuts? Oh, Spicer. Spicer, yeah. Who, by the way... Trump put in his administration um, when Spicer and Reince Priebus came up with that ridiculous autopsy that basically said we got to move got to become Democrats to win again you remember this yes and I just destroyed this thing using the data from the 2012 election 
And remember that the, the, I went to CPAC the next year, and Reince, I used to call him Rents, <laughs> came up to me at CPAC, put his hand on my shoulder, and says, I'm, and as he was walking away, just a complete punk move. As he was walking away, I'm not the bad guy, Deese. He starts yelling at me. I'm not the bad guy. Remember that? Yeah. You guys remember listening to all those shows before you came to work here, right? Okay. Is the same thing happening, but we're the ones doing it now. In the MAGA era, are we the ones now putting out talking points and myopic thoughts that feed our particular narrative that our bases want to hear or or, or our audiences want to hear, but they actually aren't the way things work in the real world. Meaning, has it reversed now? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. That the reason that that narrative was fed to us is because they didn't want to win elections if it meant people like us were going to win. Republicans would rather lose elections to Democrats than lose control to people like us of the party. You guys heard me say all this stuff for years. So you're saying the, MAGA would rather lose elections than I, lose I'm control beginning to party? I am beginning to wonder. Or if that's not a purposeful thing, is it, is it an effectual one? Meaning that the messages that will resonate most with our customer bases. We're going to win the black vote, guys. We don't need the suburbs. We're going to win the black vote. I'm going to completely destroy that in the overtime, by the way. We're going to win the black vote. Don't need the suburbs. We're going to win the black vote. But we're going to do it by, by, because Donald Trump got, has, an, has a, an arrest photo, which to me is an incredibly racist thing to say. And we're going to do it with Barack Obama is a, is a, is a gay crack whore with a fondness for white meat that there is a there is a segment not a lot of people but a lot of people that consume content like this like what you're saying Aaron in the larger bubble or the larger reality they're not a significant amount of people but they are a significant amount of the people that consume this kind of content correct Yes. And therefore, that messaging resonates with them. Yep. Gets all the clicks, all the energy, but it will do nothing to actually affect the outcome we all say we really want. Yep. That we have exchanged one false universe, the one of the establishment from on high, where they lied to us via Fox News to, and, and lied to us from the top down to keep us all in our little box so we they could never lose control of this party to us. And we have exchanged it now for another set of lies from the bottom up. Where what feeds this one particular segment of this of this base that consumes this kind of content isn't the larger world. Let me give you an analogy. Imagine if you were the athletic director at a major sports program at Texas, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, Notre Dame, and and you ran that athletic department only according to what you read on message boards. Now, if you're running like, you know, irisheyesaresmiling.com, you care a lot about what the people on the message boards say, right? Mm -hmm. That's your customer base, yeah. right? But what percentage of the larger Notre Dame fandom are they? Not much. And so you could not actually run the athletic department on the basis of what the message board at irisheyesaresmiling.com thinks. You'd look like a clown. It's not real. It's not the real world. Well, what if there's it, a it, lot of money in it? That's, see, the, the establishment did this to us on purpose to keep us bound. Are we doing this to each other 
not maybe on purpose, but effectually it's the same thing. We are believing things that are not the real world. And to tell you otherwise costs people money and jobs. But it also is costing us elections. It's costing your kids getting castrated. It's costing your border remaining wide open to drug dealers and human traffickers. It's costing you endless money to Ukraine. We're believing things that aren't true because the message board community of the right wants to hear these things, but they're not true in the larger context of the real world. How could it not? Your sports analogy is more right than you think. We make all the same excuse. There's just too much money. Wasn't that the case in politics too? And then we just saw with all these people, what do the average person care more about? The political state of the union or whatever the roster of their football team? We're dealing with the same damn thing. The excuses, well, uh, we're going to go where the money is. Just too much money. Who's number one on the top of the list of those conservatives? Ben Shapiro, right? Mm-hmm. He used to be the guy that went in people's faces and said, your facts don't care about your feelings. Now all I see is videos him reacting to, like, meme videos. And, like, there's too much money. How, what do you how many How many Barbie videos did Ben do? I must have seen, like, how many tweets about the Barbie movie it's did I see? the same thing with football. It's name, image, and likeness. It's realignment. It's just too much money, Steve. What can you do? What can you do? Lose a country. Apparently you can do that. John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.